The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I am Roscoe Tim Toscobble, a half-elf rogue, and I miss Grace terribly uh, when I have time to miss her between hiding and stabbing. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed, half-orc cleric, and I'm really wondering, whatever happened to Hot Carl? Melvin Hardmeat, High Elf, Wizard, son of Philip Demetri, son of Gillisir, Master <laughs> of the Free Company, Defender! Of his enormous manhood, a shining example of chivalry and champagne. He was welcome to the very good adventuring team. Fowler's is writhing and squirming, certainly near enough to this symbol, to trigger the symbol. Upon triggering the symbol, sleep. Zocats is good. Bowlers is gonna pass the fuck out. Katiek, that is a 14, so that's another one. Down. Hisats, another failure with a mere 11. And the three tentacle monsters fall down to be ground up in the gears. Gears of death. Good job. Yes. Then I'm going to actually pop out of the boob. Oh, whoa! whoa. While being invisible and uh, cast fireball. Alright guys, set title card. (laughs) (laughs) Colvick, over to you. Yes. One minute. I keep forgetting how long is a minute. A minute is 60 seconds. Okay. I'm totally kidding. A minute is 10 rounds (laughs) of combat. Uh, so and, uh, you have uh, nine uh, rounds basically uh, left uh, to concentrate. Well, I'm going to go ahead and... Or as I have it in the turn order tracker, Colvick's Concentratino. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard word to say. It really is. Concentratino. I'm going to look around, know that I, I can't really do anything, but I'm going to pop open a bottle and just go drink something down. What are you drinking down? And you notice me growing taller and taller and taller. Taller until you're taller than Aller? Taller than Aller. Double my tallness, actually. I've drank a potion of growth and enlarged Mm, myself. Nice. 12 feet tall. Hot diggity damn. The reason I did this, if I stop and go outside and I fall off this stupid little area, I want to be able to like fall but catch myself on another pipe. Cool, cool. And it's a 1d4. So, for four hours, I will be 12 feet tall. (laughs) So, cool. How does that spell work? Um, Does it just say you grow to be that tall or you become a size bigger? Or how does that spell? Um, What kind of potion was it? It was uh, a potion of growth, which uses pretty much the enlarge spell. Can he be enlarged again? Uh, with a spell? 
I don't know if enlarging stacks, but it sounds way more fun to say it does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, I mean, I have a few of those potions still. I have four of those. <laughs> Should have butt chugged it. <laughs> Would it be more effective then? Yeah. Like 50% more effective <laughs> if you butt chug <laughs> the potion. You can, because uh, you can either object is, um, oh, sorry. Enlarge. The size doubles in all dimensions. The weight is multiplied by eight. This growth increases in size in one category from medium to large, for example. There is enough room for the target to double in size. The creature attains maximum possible size in the space available. Uh, unfortunately, the player's handbook on page 205 states, the effects of the same spell cast multiple times don't combine. Boo. Boo hiss. But thank you, rpg.stackexchange.com. You're way easier to find shit. But it's a, it's a potion of growth. I'm not casting anything. <laughs> but if you read it, it says basically you gain the quote-unquote enlarge effect. Yeah. Which is basically like casting a spell. I think is what they're trying to say. Yeah, I mean that's that's back in like spirit of the law, letter of the law kind of thing. Like, you know what? I don't want to do that. Why not? Because so cool. Enlarge reduce is a concentration. Yeah, but you drink it as a potion, so... And so actually, if you read it, it says that you get the benefits without uh, concentration required. nice. Yep. It's getting thick in here. Yeah, this is, a, this is like kind of rapid fire right now. <laughs> I feel like Farts I'm... a stack. I feel like I'm in a war zone. I'm getting PTSD over here. <laughs> what are you reading in I've that just part? been shooting Tracer around, so he was the real... <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you drink a potion, you get the benefits but it doesn't have the drawbacks of the spell it's oh, like I'm this just i'm just reading the spell that's why i wouldn't say anything <clears throat> about that okay it's also like i'm pretty sure the same thing applies if you read like a scroll mm-hmm. you can cast from the scroll it doesn't consume a spell slot it doesn't require concentration etc etc you just kind of get those effects without the the bad stuff scrolls mm-hmm. i think are an underutilized feature but that's a whole new and when while these weapons are enlarged, the targets attack them, dealing an extra 1d4 damage. Cool. Yep. So Kolvik is enlarged. <laughs> Kolvik's Concentratino requires 8 more rounds. Zervil Stickroils get their turns, which they do nothing but suck up power. And then we're back to Roscoe. We're, by the way, on round 34 of combat. Talk about an epic battle, huh, guys? Hmm. Run out on the thing. Twelve. Twelve is exactly the number you needed to stay on that pipe. That's good, because I can't roll any lower than that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Very confident. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, in the old one, two. Uh, Twelve and eighteen. The critical miss will always miss, and the eighteen is also a miss. That sucks. <laughs> And then you're going to get an attack of opportunity. I don't think I am. Oh? No. No, I mean, you're not. You're going to get one against you. No, I know that. I don't think that I am. What are you going to do? I'm going to disengage. Ooh, using your cunning action. Yes. Excellent choice. And then I'll scoot away. (laughs) I don't think I am, sir DM. (laughs) That's just my opinion. Alright, Roscoe's turn is done. Gala has a turn. Uzan has a turn. Zokats has a turn. All of them do jack shit because you're all invincible in your little bubble thingy. Melvin, it returns to you. Alright, I'm gonna see if I can fake out Gala again. Let me get deception roll. 
That is a 19. You are deceptive. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> for deception. You are deceptive. <laughs> uh, Gala. Uh, so where are you actually casting, or where are you making your image pop out to? By the way, and I'm assuming you're doing like, like the shell game three card Monty with your illusion inside of the thing to confuse them. So I'm gonna, yeah, just to the. Actually, I'll do it to. Um, uh, kind of directly to the east there where three of the tentacles can see me. And it would be something along the lines like, Oh, geez, I'm accidentally falling out of the boob. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, see if I can entice Zevril, Stacralis, and Gala. Uh, so uh, I'm going to backseat player you here and just say that if you went straight to the southeast, you would be in the range where Stacroils and Gala would be able to reach you, and so they would both consume that uh, reaction to try and hit you. Uh, if you went just straight east, only Stacroils would be able to take the attack of opportunity. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the uh, the two tentacle ones from Stacroils and Gala. Cool. So those two consume their reactions, swatting at your very convincingly puppeted imaginary Melvin. Then I laugh and laugh. Ha 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 ha. Oh ho. Oh yeah. So that's done. That's your bonus action. Uh I will actually hold on a second. Oh, oh, oh. Oh I see. Uh I will chop Gala with my <coughs> arcane sword. Ooh. Uh changing the nature of your illusion consumes your bonus action. And I th- isn't the arcane sword thing also the bonus action? That's what I just checked. It's only if I wanted to move it. Huh. Eh, I guess if you read it. I think I think it takes the bonus action for both parts of it. I think you have to use it for moving and attacking. Okay. Well, I'll just use my action then to do it. Uh, you can't use an action to do bonus actions. That's a weird, like, like one spot doesn't fit in the other spot. Um, I thought you couldn't use bonus actions to do actions. Mm-mm. No, it, it, like the thing that it consumes, either action or bonus action, it's like specifically that and only that thing. It's like the square peg in a round hole. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your turns to move the sword up to 20 feet to a spot you can see and repeat this attack against the same target or a different one. I'm going to read it as it does take the bonus action because there's an and in there. Um, and then changing your illusion obviously is the bonus action as well uh, I'll let you change your mind if you want to do the sword attack instead of the um, fucking changing the nature of your illusion um, no I'll just commit to what I did okay. and uh, I'll poke my head out then and uh, you know what fuck it I'm not going to I'm not having a whole lot of great luck. I'm not feeling uh, short-footed when I'm heading out there under those pipes, so I'm just going <laughs> to stay, stay put. Okay. If you can find something uh, that says that contradicts either of those two things, I can we can choose a, to interpret it differently in the future, but I think that's... That sounds fair. I think we're good. Dear listeners, write in and tell us if we're fucking up the rules. <laughs> or don't. Oh, <laughs> 
I really think that we should start a secondary podcast about screwed up D&D rule arguments called, um, actually. <laughs> Kolvik, it is over to your turn. I'm going to go ahead and cast Death Ward on Melvin. And so the first time the target drops to zero, as long as taking damage, the target instead drops to one hit point when the spell ends. You touch a creature and grant it a measure of protection from death. Cool. Just gonna walk, boom, boom. I'm just go ahead and lay my <laughs> giant hand on top of Melvin's shoulder. <laughs> I'm glad you just did that. Didn't like mushroom stamp me or something. I, did, I slapped Melvin right in the, <laughs> right in the butt. Whack! Good oh, game, man. And sending then him flying out of the prismatic wall. Now I feel invincible. Very good. Would you like to do anything else? Enlarged Kolvik. Right on. Kolvik's Concentratino is seven <laughs> rounds away from banishing permanently uh, Uzan. Zevril and Stacroils get their turns. We enter round 35 of combat. Stacroil! <laughs> Roscoe, it's back to you. And it sucks when I can't sneak attack. I'm going to go out here and stab again. What do you need to sneak attack? I need somebody right next to the thing, pretty much in the situation we're in. Anything else that would do it? Having an advantage, but I can't. It's going to be difficult for me to get advantage down here. What if you were inv- invisible? I'd probably do it. You would be. <laughs> you would be hidden if you were invisible. Interesting. Interesting. Well, if only there's some way to make you invisible. A ring of invisibility, or a spell of invisibility. Did we say that ring needs to be attuned? Of invisibility. Who got a ring of invisibility? Nobody. You get it. We got rings of water breathing. Remember that thing? I have one where I can walk on water. And you have it was a chat's place that we were like, you can... Uh, you have penetrate as well. Yeah, the penetrating. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Yeah. Penetrate. Anywho. 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 Give me some attack rolls. 16 and 15. Miss and a miss. Uh, we'll use my cunning action to disengage and then go back in the boob. Back in a boob. Gala, Uzan, Zokats all take their turns doing nothing on their turns, and we're back to <laughs> Melvin. You guys need to figure something the fuck out, man, because this is going to get to be some really boring listening at some point. <laughs> if it isn't already. Uh, it surely is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've done some wacky, zany things, but not enough to be really really cool so be <laughs> fucking be, like, be fucking cooler man so you're gonna be like round 10 you're like 40 rounds later okay so we have i'm not doing shit we're winning and they aren't and i think maybe the dm should do something how about that why do we have to charge in the mindless battle there's fucking three of you guys and one of me. Think of something. There's there's four of you. There's and actually, one human and actually of there me. was twelve of you. There's one brain versus your three brains. <laughs> and the three of these brains have to abide by the rules of the one brain, so <laughs> one brain to rule them all, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to chop Gala with my arcane sword. Yeah, and that thing just lasts forever, huh? There's not even concentration on it, is there? Oh, there's concentration. Oh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, do I roll for hit, right? Uh, That'd be a uh, 19. 19 is a miss. Whoa. What the hell? AC Slater of 20. 
Wait, do I get any bonuses from Bless or anything? Do, do, do. And add the number to the attack roll. Yep. I got Bless for all. Oh snap. One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you meet it, you beat it. Go ahead and roll me some damage. That, wait, that's, uh, that's not what I needed. 3d10. Uh, 13 plus 9. Twan T2. Twan. Okie dokie. Anything else on your turn? Uh, no. All right. Kolvik. Tell me you're going to do something cool. Make, make, well, make well, things is, happen. Is, um, is anybody have their reaction going right now? Gala or Dequolis? Probably. Uh, I don't know when I last used them. Gala's is consumed. Stacroyles has theirs. Has theirs. All right. And that's like a 60-foot whip. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's a 10-foot range. Okay. That's actually not that much. That's not much. Okay. Do, 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 do. Woo. Keep in mind they can cast spell, which do have much longer ranges. True. But they, I mean, not reactionary spells. Well, uh, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. What? I thought you okay. So they Definitely have a reactionary whip and a reactionary spell. Uh, so they have. <clears throat> so let me take this back for just a second here. What's actually happening here, or the me- the mechanic that's really happening, uh, is not reaction. It is because reactions are attacks of opportunity. I've been mis- misstating this this whole time. What they have are held actions or prepared actions. Right. So like on your turn, you can be like, all right, when this trigger happens, I Mm -hmm. will take this action, which is a way of acting outside of your turn. So these things all have an action prepared for the condition I've had in my head is if somebody steps outside of the boob, I am going to X. Okay, I thought that's where the whip came in as well. That's what they're doing, but it's not taking specifically the reaction. It's a prepared action that they're doing. So they can do either or. Is that what you're There's no useful thing they can do on a reaction. But with a reaction, you can't, like... Well, I mean, I, okay, the prepared. I meant the prepared yeah. action. So mm-hmm. they can do either of those two things. Is that what you're telling um, Effectively, yes. Okay. Theoretically, they should only be able to do one or the other, but we don't know that. And Okay. Well, I'm not going to do anything then. Cool. Colvix Concentrina, Concentratino, <laughs> down to six rounds left. Zevril, Stacroils, all get to go, and then we're back to Roscoe. God damn, Rick! I am going to use my turn to hide, and nothing more. Cool. Gala, Uzan, Zocats, all pass the time, and Melvin, it's now up to you. Uh, Roscoe, how much damage would you be able to do if you were like hidden or whatever? I'm not entirely sure. We're going to talk outside of what I'm doing right now. Like, the idea of me hiding is so I can hopefully sneak up on stupid Stacroils. Yeah. And get stabby and sneak attack. Like, I'm asking how much damage would you typically be able to do in that scenario? Uh, probably the average would be 30. It's 10d6, plus whatever my attack, if it lands. Like, I didn't land any attack my last four swipes with my daggers. AC 20 is pretty hard to hit. Indeed. I'm just weighing out if it's more effective to use the arcane sword to chop these things or have you chop these things. Well, I run no risk of falling into the gears, so there's that. Neither does the arcane sword. That's true. Uh, If you're talking 3d10 versus 10d6, the 10d6 is statistically going to be a better number. 
Because at a, at a minimum, your like floor threshold is a higher number. Right. I think uh, I think Roscoe's attack bonus is also higher than what your spell attack bonus is. Eleven. What's your attack bonus? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's actually plus eleven. It's right there in the. Oh, it's my dexterity. Duh. So about the same, but maybe a higher damage potential. Yeah, uh, for sure, higher damage potential. Like the top end of my damage is sixty. Plus, if I hit with my man hand dagger, is like twenty, and then double that if it's critical, which is unlikely, but. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Well, I guess uh, I'll stop concentrating on my sword, and I will touch Roscoe and make him invisible. Cool. Melvin is greater invisibilitying. Roscoe, you are a creature you touch. Becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is on the target's person. Concentration up to a minute. Let us... Then I will use my bonus action to see if I can be deceptive. Try to be deceptive. 25. 25 is soups deceptive. I will now try to fake out Gala and Stacralis. You have successfully decepted them. I kind of did the yo, like, woo! Put my oh, hand oh, in and oh. out of the bubble. What? They whip out with their whips and whip the fake Melvin. Whip it good. Ding dong. I laugh and I laugh. Do I do I get any sense these tentacles are frustrated? Uh, I don't know that frustration is a emotion that they can really full on feel, but what limited brain capacity is there is getting mighty irritated. Tentacles. Kolvik, it is over to you. How much does this statue... Frozen, uh, the uh, stone tentacle way. Mm, pretty fucking big. I'm gonna give it. What did we say earlier? 200 pounds. Oh yeah, probably. What you, yeah. What do you want it to be? 199 or 201? <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. What I'm gonna do with that. Wish I can make it. I just want to chuck it at it. <laughs> you are gigantic. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm gonna say you can throw that thing. Well, before I do that, I'm actually going to pass off. I was thinking of. Pack, pass off a potion of heroism to Roscoe. Do it. So that way, if he takes it, he's getting an hour, H, um, hour gain, 10 HP, plus the bless spell. So he can add that onto his attack bonus. Yeah, I get a plus, up to a plus four. Up to a plus four, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and do that for... Boop. I feel like we should make a house rule. We've talked about butt-chugging potions. I feel like as an action, you, sh- you should be able to make one of your teammates butt chug a potion. Like you, you butt chug it up. for them. I just want to turn him upside down, <laughs> lift him up, and just <laughs> put it in there. No, squeeze it in there like squeeze an animal. There, like a <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes bulge out and get big. <laughs> what is- it goes down my body like Popeye. I'm on my <laughs> I feel heroic. <laughs> All right, you give that potion to Roscoe. He now has it. Wonderful. And is that that would be an out, an action handing off? Um, that's a pretty simple action. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt here. You can no. do one more thing. I'm gonna take my potion of frost giant and change my strength store to 23 for an hour. Cool. Now you're even stronger. Beef on up. Bigger, stronger. 
Roscoe, when you attack, do you use your bonus action? When I attack? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Isn't that what your offhand attack is? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Here, I, if you use your I bonus... I thought he was talking about the bonus action I get from my, uh... What do you call it? Your roguishness? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So your bonus action basically allows you to attack with your offhand weapon? If he's using his daggers, it's not necessarily super great, but it does give him a second chance to do the sneak attack, which yes. is where most of the damage is. Oh, uh, okay. So even though that attack is kind of like... Yeah, it's like... Uh, but yeah, the sneak attack... <laughs> like it's hard to land the sneak attack. And it just gives you two shots at that. Um, the one thing that I will throw out there about that is the way that you've done it is you've just rolled both dice at the same time. Um, if you want to, you can roll, see if you hit, and if you miss, then decide to use the bonus action to attack. You don't have to make that decision for both of them. I'm telling you this as a level 19 thief. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, it's pretty much always made sense for you to just do both of them, but just as a reminder, you can... You have on your turn the resources of action, bonus action, and movement. You can take those actions in any order you want. You can mix and match. You can do all kinds of different things. They're just like, you know, three meters basically that you can drain. Um, but they're like, you don't make your, all of your decisions in advance. You do them one at a time. Kolvik, what were you doing, by the way? You made a, you handed off that potion, and what was your other thing? I drank the potion of frost giant. You drank the potion of frost giant, yep. Or okay. extra 23, so I have my strength is seven, uh, seven modifier. Cool. Uh, your concentratino is now five rounds remaining. Uh, Zevril is doing nothing. Stacroyles is doing nothing. And then we move over to Roscoe. So, being invisible and all. I'm gonna run out to stick girls here as stealthily as I can. And now that you know that 12 is the number you need to hit, I'm not <laughs> gonna make you roll anymore. There's some dramatic tension there. Uh, so I roll a 16 with my man hand dagger. Uh, there is a miss. And a 16 with my offhand dagger. And that's with the plus four? A possible plus four? Oh yeah, that's right. With You've blessed. got blessed, so you can roll a 1d4 uh, to add on to my yeah. to add on to your attack. I have to roll a four. Two. Okay. Roll, roll, again. roll one more time for the offhand. One. one. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at rolling uh. dice. So, with all things being equal, uh, I'll disengage <laughs> back here. And I'm still invisible, correct? Yeah. So I'll just hang out inside the boob until time comes time to fail. It's like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, you run out and whiff twice. <laughs> Basically, the Croils was sitting there just like, oh, a little breeze. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Gala, on Gala's turn, is going to launch into the boob. Because we've gotten... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze through. <laughs> or it. Or I don't know. what. I don't know what Gala's pronouns are. I, I think they is your, your safest bet with Gala. Didn't we already have this discussion? That's not sentient, so I feel like it it is appropriate. Dead naming. Anyway, so I'm going to do my two saving throw rolls again. Uh, that's a success and a failure. Um, what did I say I was going to do for one success and one failure? I think it was just if you get two successes, they pass. Well, actually, I don't know. 
I remember. Fuck, I can't remember now. That's a weird part, man. <laughs> that sounds like you did not have pants on. Like, there, there's no muffler on that one at all. <laughs> you know what it sounded like? It sounded like a like Flat an old interrupt us. <laughs> an old west guy spitting into a spittoon. <laughs> I'm thinking it sounded like you pointed it to. <laughs> <laughs> He nailed it. <laughs> That's just, I had a perfect fucking image in my head of like Tom from Tom and Jerry cartoons, like spitting out one side and then his ass spitting out the other side. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck, I really can't remember what I was doing on those. Launching. Um, half and half. I think the way that I was doing it was it would take away fucking shit. Now I all right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna roll all of them. We need a total of six. Need a total of six saves. So the second one is a success, and the fourth one is a success. So. The orange layer, which is the acid damage, so they basically won't take any acid damage. The one, two, three, four. The green layer, which is the poison damage, uh, which they're not immune to or uh, resistant to. So that means 10, 20, 25. Let's just say you're gonna roll 35 D6. I think that works out. 30. Who's rolling this? Me? You're rolling 35d6 because, uh, because Uza, or wait, sorry. Because Gala is rolling through the prismatic wall. Is that there are d10s? There are 10d6. 10d6. So. 35d6 coming up. Roll 35d6. That is 104. 104. Uh, do, do, do. And there's some resistance in there. So that's, we're going to call that 52 damage for that. So that's with the saves, that's with the resistance, all that stuff comes in. And then I just need to do, wait, all right, one short, need to do one save. That's a failed save on the violet layer too. So they are blinded, so that thing we talked about earlier where they might get banished comes into play. And that was a failure, so it is restrained. And it's got the constitution save at the end of its fucking turns. <laughs> but now that it's here... Do I, did I get another roll for stuff that it's not resistant to? Uh, no, that was just everything. Okay. Because um, they're... What the fuck was it again? So, red the red layer was a failure, the orange layer was a success, and they're resistant to it. So I just wiped out that whole roll. Yellow was successful, green was, or sorry, it was a failure. The green layer was a success, but they're not resistant to that. So of your total 50 D6 that you could roll, they were immune to basically 15 of those dice. So we just did it as 35. I might be fucking up my math here, but well, it's just not worth spending any more time on this conversation. Um, do, 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 so that does a pretty good chunk of damage. Uh, 
Gala is is down below bloodied at least. And Roscoe and Melvin are both right there to take some damage. And we're gonna say that Roscoe is gonna take oh wait, no shit. Roscoe's invisible, so Melvin's gonna take all three tentacles. So attack number one is a 26. Attack number two is a 22. Attack number three is a uh, 15. So what is that, two hits and a miss? Uh, I would cast my shield spell as a reaction. Ooh. And that'll give me plus five AC. So that would make me 22, which I think would then be just one of those would hit. Okay, just one hit then. Uh, that is going to be a total of 19 damage. 11 slashing and 8 necrotic. And that is the end of Gala's turn. Who's on? Who's not really there? Zocats. Doing nothing. And Melvin, now it's your turn. Um, I'm going to uh, sick both of my water elementals on this guy. Uh, oh, by the way... Um, the, give me a constitution save for that concentration. I almost forgot. You took 19 damage, so basically it's a DC 10 to see if you maintain your concentration. That would be 15. Cool. You are still concentrating. Roscoe's still invisible. Uh, so you're going to call out, hey dudes, go attack this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think calling out is... Because it's not, it doesn't take you like an action to command your elementals or anything like that. So I think you can do that and still get an action. Yeah. Uh, then I will cast Disintegrate on Gala. Do it! And I'm going to cast it at the... Hey, I got a question. Let's say if I don't have a... Let's say Disintegrate's the 6th level. I have no 6th level slots. Can I still cast a 6th level slot spell at a higher level? Yes. Okay, just curious. So I'm going to cast this at the 6th level, which would be... At the 7th level? 6th uh, level. I thought you said you don't have any 6th level slots. I just, I'm consuming my last one, so... Oh, gotcha. Uh, actually, no, I haven't... No, I think I, I think I cast something else at the... Oh, I cast the major image at the 6th level, so yeah, this would be my last slot that I'm using at the 6th level. I... Uh, so that would be 78 force damage. 78 force damage. 78 force damage. Pew pew, you fire away. And Gala is disintegrated. Fire away, fire away. Had 60, 60 hit points. So your uh, your water elementals are like, finally something to do. Cool. Anything else on your turn? Um, I think uh, looks like the tentacles are getting a little brave again. So uh, up goes the old adamantium wall. <laughs> uh, we, I could redraw it so it's not a square, and you could get Roscoe back into it if you wanted to trap him back in there again. Uh, no, actually. Um, he left us already. Okay, he deserves to be outside the square. Better if I'm out. And you're invisible, so... Yeah, it's better if he's out. Um, uh, do you want Kulvik in it? Um, Kulvik, do you want to be in it? I can walk I can walk into it. If, no, I couldn't walk into it. Huh? Yeah, this is the adamantine part. Yeah, adamantium. I best be in it for at least a few more rounds. All right. 
We're in here together. All right. Kolvik, you're locked up in there. Do you, is there anything that you can do? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do mass cure wounds. Mass oh. cure wounds away. Mm-hmm. But this time it's only going to be at the, the fifth level. Okay. Okay. And so it's a 3d8 plus 4. 24, 28, plus another 2. So, um... 20 to 30? 30, yeah. Nice. 30 points of healing damage from Kolvik. Kolvik's Concentratino has four rounds left. Uh, Zevril is going to do nothing. Stacroils is going to do nothing. We enter round fucking 38 of combat. And Roscoe, it is your turn. Tell us about your turn, Roscoe. All right. You should stab them. Yeah, we're going to try. That's all we can do. It hasn't been <clears throat> too great last few times. Just got to roll above a 20, man. That's not so hard, is it? No. You get uh, a D4, by the way, on these rolls. So, gurgly. That second attack is not going to do it, but the first one is a critical hit, a 31. Most excellent. Roll double your damage die. I'm going to switch you that one if you'd like, so you can actually see it. Yeah, what's up with that one? That one oh. sucks. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's pee and white. Oh, that's one of the pee dice. How do we still have the pee dice out? I thought we got rid of the P dice ages ago. 18 damage with the dagger. And then I got a 35 on my sneak attack roll. Doubled for 70. Yes. Yes. Total of 88 damage. Nice fucking round. I will disengage and go back in the, the booby. Cool. That, that one right there. Uh, fucking... Wait a minute. Having a hard time with the name. Stacroils uh, is now bloodied. Uzan. Wait, isn't Uzan dead? You no, Uzan is in that dimension. In another dimension, that's right. Uh, Zocats is doing nothing. Melvin, we're back over to your turn. Um, what can I even do? You can die. Running uh, pretty low on the spell slots. I'm going to change... Nope. I'm, uh, Kovic, do you want out of this thing? What do, you, what do you feel like doing? Yeah, I can I can, I can. can get out of this thing. We're feeling confident. Yeah, I'll let you... I'll just open up a door towards that side of the cube so you can get out. Well, actually, if you can do it on the, the Roscoe side of the cube. Well, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You'd still be able to kind of slip through there. The, these are pretty rough borders. Mm-hmm. So I'll, uh, I'll open up that side of the cube. Cool. That's it. I'm done. Cool. Seven rounds of invisibility remain. Kolvik, over to you. Okay. So I would like to, with my newfound strength, go over to the stone body of... Who is that in there? Ho, ho, ho. Hawkeks. 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 The stone body of Hokex. And I want to do a hammer toss. And toss this thing at uh, Zivril. Yeah, why not? Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and make that happen. Yes. Go go ahead and do that. We're gonna we're gonna let that happen. <laughs> gonna Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eighteen. 
20... Oh, wait, I didn't take the heroism, did I? No, I didn't take that blessed one. I gave it to Roscoe, but I yeah, didn't you take did. it. Um, I got an 18. You got an 18, so that's like your attack roll. Uh, what, wait, what did you use for your... You just rolled an 18? I just rolled an 18. I okay, know. what's your strength modifier right now? Seven. Okay, so you're going to be able to pick this thing up and hit, because this is going to be a strength rather than a dexterity. Okay. Or strength is normally your thing, right? Uh, no wisdom, actually. Well, I mean for attack rolls. For attack. Okay, so with your plus seven, you are able to hit this thing. Um, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> An object that bears no resemblance to a weapon deals 1d4 damage. <laughs> <laughs> it feels what deep No, that's it's got to be it's got to be a little more than that. Let's call this. Why don't you roll me two d eight? For anything, I just wanted to do something with that thing and just look awesome. Five. All right, now I want you to give me one more roll. Just roll your dice, and if you get an 18, or sorry, a 19 or a 20, something cool will happen. <clears throat> 17. Nuts. All right, All right. and I'm going to cool. run back to my... Was he going to get knocked off? He was going to get... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was actually hoping to happen, just this big old boulder-looking thing. Gave, I gave it a 10% chance, but no, it, oh, it hits fine. it and it rolls away. Uh, you are three rounds of Concentratino away from... Finally getting rid of that other dude. Uh, Zivril is not going to do shit. But Stacroyles is going to jump through the prismatic wall. Because, god damn it, they're below half health. And that's the trigger I've set in my mind to make them try and take a dive in. So I need to make a grand total of seven saving throws. Uh, so the fourth one is a success. And that's it. Uh, the fourth layer of the prismatic wall, one, two, three, four, is the poison damage one, uh, which is one of the things that they do not have resistance to. So I think the way that worked out is, Melvin, I'm going to have you roll the 50d6. Thank you, Roll20, for having an easy interface. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so... Oh, man, that is perfect. So they do have resistance to most of these damages. They saved on the one thing they didn't have a resistance to. So basically that means all of the damage that they take as they go through this thing is halved. You rolled 164 on 50d6, half of which is 82. Stacroils had 82 hit points. <laughs> so he's like just about through and as the last inch of the last tentacle passes through the wall, it's enough to make this thing explode. Which is good because if it would have come through, it would have landed right on Roscoe and that would have been fun to play out. We begin now round 38 of this combat sequence. There are two combatants left on the field. It is Zocats and it is uh, Zavril. Uh, Zavril has taken a total of five points of damage. Zocats has taken a little more than that, but you don't know the exact number. And as long as you don't fuck it up, Uzan will stay banished if you can make it for another three rounds. I think we're at the tipping point here where... Because what do we say? The prismatic wall is going to last for another, like, 
562 rounds or something like that. Whatever, whatever 10 minutes, because wait, 10 minutes, six rounds per minute. So wait, what does that actually work out to be? 10 minutes uh, and each round, or sorry, each minute of combat is 10 rounds. So it'd be 100 rounds. So you've got 62, sorry, I totally fucked up the math. You'd have to go 62 more rounds before the prismatic wall would break. I think, given the fact that you have almost twice as long as what you've spent on this so far, even though you're running low on spell slots, Roscoe is not running low on arrows, you guys could probably kill these things in the remaining time. Two there, yeah. And all Kolvik's got to do is not fuck up concentrating for 24 seconds. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. <laughs> so... So yeah, man, like the shit of this here is these guys have a combined total of essentially around 400 hit points left, and I'm pretty positive that you guys could do 400 hit points worth of damage in 62 rounds. I, I'm just going to call it, man. We're throwing up the white flag on this one, and uh, you're able to successfully destroy these remaining tentacle monsters. <laughs> Invincible. And then 20 more up here. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, boom, Bring it on. Boom, boom. I'll, I'm going to need a long rest, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come fight me after I've had a chance to heal. <laughs> I'm invincible after my nap. I wonder how many of these things you could fight. We could try this again. Uh, this would, yeah, not very many. I mean, because it's so slow. We have to, like, do these things, like, one at a fucking time. I mean, mm -hmm. we can. It's just... That's what it took. Jesus. Yeah. So, anyway, there you guys are. You're in the bottom, and you... Do you guys want to wait it out down here at the bottom? Do you want to go back up to the top? What do you want to do with this, uh, with this opportunity? Uh, so, where's Grace and Paghorm? They are in that blue or sorry green shielded area in the center of the platform well, i guess we wait here yeah i feel kind of weird just leaving them i mean especially since this thing we don't know what's going to happen down here we don't know if more of these things could show up or not mm -hmm. is the diarrhea geyser done well that's been done for a while that was only two rounds oh thank goodness i mean evidence is everywhere but the fountain itself has stopped what a fight huzzah 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 so we wait so you wait. You wait for about two and a half more hours or so at this point. Maybe. You should probably ask if that doofus up there can at least toss down a rope if something goes wrong. Well, I'll fast forward here so you don't have to deal with all that. Okay. Midnight. The stroke of midnight arrives and the little shield that is around the pedestal and the two kids goes away and like retracts sort of back into the platform. The chalice this itself, or themselves really, since there's sort of two pieces of it, has a faint shimmering sort of glow to it. A little bit of a, it almost looks like it's faintly vibrating. It's brimming with life. And the two kids are just super fucking bored. I mean, even though there was all kinds of excitement earlier on, they've just been hanging out down here for like, you know, a super long time, waiting and doing nothing. Uh, so they're excited to see you guys and actually be able to interact with you again outside of this force field. And then the platform slowly but surely rises back up to the top. Oh. You reach the top. The platform levels out with the rest of the 
upper face of this thing. God, why can't I fucking talk? Twink? Twink? Did you say twink? No, I said, why can't I fucking talk? Oh. Or did I say twink? Why can't I twink? Why? <laughs> I, guess, I mean, you could, I suppose. I the platform raises to the top and seals itself back into place. And there you guys are. You have completed the objective that you have waited oh so long to complete. The chalice is refilled. The kids are safe. And Enrique comes over and says, Oh, you lived. Wonderful. Wonderful. You're all very much alive. No, thanks to you, Paghorn. No, no, I mean, not, I mean, uh. It's just this little fucking kid. You just look at it, turn about face to Paghorn. No, thanks to you. Oh, thanks to you, you little shit. <laughs> what? What did I do? <laughs> oh no, I was trying to help. Oh. You know what I think? I think Enrique asked Chad. Ooh. Only one way to find out. <laughs> try to pull his face off. <laughs> That's yeah. how you try to figure out who anybody is, <laughs> try to pull their face off. Yeah, I guess I'm down to normal size now, so I'm not, I'm just regularly intimidating, not 12 feet tall intimidating. I can enlarge you back if you want to be. Oh, I can too. I have a little potion still. Enrique saunters back over to his big old steamer trunk looking thing, pulls open the lid and gestures to the two children to replace their halves of the chalice. And, uh... Is like, there we go, kids. Bring them back on in now. And since none of you guys are doing anything about it, they go put their halves back into the uh, the chest. And I yell, stop! <laughs> okay. All right, keep going. Okay. <laughs> so that all happens. Enrique goes, oh! Mm-hmm. In, you know, appropriate <laughs> moments. <laughs> Enrique, you're creeping me out, bro. And he says, Well, now that your services are no longer needed, we'll return back home. Hold on. Why are you bringing the box with you guys? Because we brought it here. We're bringing it back. How else is it going to get back? And to, where's this too? Back to Taos, of course. Back to Andon. That's where we wanted to go. That's where we're from. All right, we'll tag along. Oh, you're coming along on the boat? Very good. Okay. Come along. And a couple of his cronies pick up the... Uh, I'm going to... First, I'm going to... Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to cast blindness deafness on myself. I'm going to cast deafness so I don't have to listen to Enrique anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you do so. <laughs> Everything uh, from here on out is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if I can help assist and carry one of the sides. Uh, he says, "Sure." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here. To... I hear nothing. I'm in yeah. sweet, sweet bliss right now. But you can. It's just something about the way his face looks. You can tell what his voice sounds like. <laughs> Final cast again. Make myself blind. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have Roscoe lead you around. Just can't fucking handle this dude anymore. Uh, okay, so you guys are... It's midnight, so you guys just walk down off the top of this mesa area and back down to the rooms that you slept in, and you're gonna pack up in the morning and GTFO. Yay, we did it. Or what did we do? What happened? <laughs> 
<laughs> the summary of vegan. Yeah, we did it. What did we do? I would I would be sure to stay with the chest for the night. Cool. Cool. Sleeping with that chest. Oh yeah. Nice. You stay and you guard the chest. Evening passes, morning rolls around, not a damn thing happens to the chest. But I get my health and spells back. That's because you are protecting it. That's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, the next morning, you guys pack up, you get all the shit onto the boat, and you begin sailing home. You have a uh, pretty, pretty boring journey. Uh, it's no giant sea monsters attack you, no pirate ships, no other crazy things. And uh, once you get to shore, you start making your way inland. Do 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 do, do caravan travel over land. Uh, are you guys going to escort this thing all the way back? All the way back. We're going to finish what we started. One, one hand on. Colvick keeps a hand on the chest mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Um, you arrive back at the temple in Andon, and there is Exut waiting for all of you guys. She's very grateful. She can't believe that this thing has uh, gone this far, that it's been all of this time that you've been this successful. She hears the story about the terrible, terrible tentacle beasts and congratulates all of you on protecting the children and protecting the chalice. With the half that's supposed to be here being here, she says, I have one last favor to ask of all three of you. Can you come with me to the other continent, to the other temple, so we can place this chalice there and finally restore balance? She asks all of you in turn. Roscoe, will you go? Yes. Kolvik, will you go? Yes. Melvin, will you go? Yes. And then she turns around and leans down and says, Peghorn, we need to get you home so you can come with us too. And Grace, you might as well tag along. And with that, the group of you all snap across to the other side of the world where the other chalice temple is. As I will remind you of the place that you've been before, this place has been basically the opposite of what you experienced in the uh, temple under Andon. There's nothing here. There's no life. There's no anything. Uh, This place is desolate and barren uh, where, you know, the other side is like brimming with life so much so that it's... Oh, what's the fucking word for that? Bioluminescent and all the rest. You show up and Exute says to Grace, she holds out the the chunk of chalice to her, the half chalice for this side, and says, Grace, would you do the honors? And Grace says, yeah. You see that the door to this temple is open and you guys all walk in there. Grace walks in and there is the slot for the chalice to go into. Grace hoists this thing up. I'll say, wait. Oh! What's about to happen, Exude? She says, this is the completion of the ritual. We're going to put the chalice up there. We'll step back outside. The doors will close. And life will flow into this continent again. Just like that. That's simple, huh? Hmm. Okay. You waiting for a trick? I, I, I totally am. Waiting for the spin, the zing? I'm the zing on it. Yeah, but I have no reason to not to trust it. Everything I just said is exactly what happens. No tricks, no tomfoolery, no anything else. Grace gets the chalice up into its little holster. You guys step back out, take one last look at it. 
and after some time passes the uh, the door to this temple closes again kind of the little seams in the doors just fade away into it it looks like one big solid structure again and that's it you guys have completed this campaign you've solved my entire two-year campaign puzzle oh, finally we get to do I'm attacking Kolvik immediately. <laughs> uh, I was gonna actually do a little montage as well. I was Well, so that so that's that's part two of this before we move on to anything else. I'm gonna thunder with Kolvik. <laughs> before we move on to any of this, uh, and I, I probably should have like prepped you guys for this, but I didn't want to give away that like the campaign was about to end. Um, but the last, last thing that I wanted to do for these characters is kind of give them, give them the send-off. So, let's start with, let's start with Kolvik, since you seemed like you had something there anyway. Kolvik, you guys went through, you completed this whole thing, you took the two halves of the chalice, you restored them to the two halves of the world that they should be in. Some measure of balance has been restored to this whole thing. And then, you go home. You... Well, or maybe you don't. I mean, the the question is, what does Kolvik do with the rest of his life? I think Kolvik kind of at an impasse. What he thought was real, what he thought of Hyaya, didn't turn out the way he chose. I did not. I don't know how to live the life I thought I was going to live from here on out. But I think there was one guy that I always really appreciated who always kind of held true and sing the song of our people. I'm going to go meet Todd. Todd the lute player. Nice. I felt like he needed some guidance. And so what I'm going to do, Colby's uh, going to Rod. Do. You're talking Rod, about Rod. Rod, Todd. Yep. Rod, Todd. <laughs> Such a memorable guy. Rod, <laughs> <laughs> Todd. Oh. I was going to say, hey, Todd. He said, it's Rod. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first interaction back with the real world, folks. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. So anyway, you go back and you meet up with Rod, the loot player. I'm going to go ahead and give him the bracer. And, um, the bracer? Of Hyaya. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Melvin's bracer. I was like, oh, you guys did fight each other afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've explained to Melvin and that other guy who traveled with us the whole campaign of two years, Roscoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I don't, I think I'm going to go try something else for a while. And I'm going to go ahead and give Rod the bracer and say, I hopefully this guides you as well it did me. And I'm going to go ahead and break my crystal of Earl to, I cannot remember anything right now. The Earl of Dolo? Dolo. The, the land I'm going to go there. I'm going to go live at Dolo. Nice. Yeah. You would spend the rest of your days as, a, as an Earl of Dolo. He's probably pissed that he just appeared. Or did we back that out? <laughs> we, we, back we back that, that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting down there in like the hole underneath where the challenge was, just like, well, what the hell? Now what? With all these gears. <laughs> but he's got forearms, so they're like all four are on his hips. Like, no longer a cleric of the people. You're stepping, stepping out of your clerical role, huh? Mm-hmm. We're right on. That's. That's Kolvik's version of uh, of happily ever after. Uh, who wants Who wants to go first? Roscoe, Melvin. Who do you Who wants to who Wants let, to do? let Roscoe go. Uh, I am going to stick with the wizard. You're never bored around a wizard. True enough. 
Anything <laughs> else? <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> well, what am I going to do? I've been what with him the whole time, forever. <laughs> I will continue to be with him. Cool, man. We will have adventures. We'll make money. We'll give people diarrhea. <laughs> we'll make sweet, sweet love where we can. And so on and so forth. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Grace will come along and train. Perhaps eventually finding her, her own path and whatever else, but sticking with you for as long as she wants to. Exactly. You feel sad that Colvick left? Um, yeah. He was useful. Will, will Grace <laughs> take his place and be the third, third uh, very good adventuring team member? Probably. You've been replaced. Hello, replacement Colvick. Not replaced. Replenished. Upgraded. <laughs> no, now we don't have a healer. That's true. We'll have to be very careful. Well, she's. I think druids have some level of healing if they go in that direction. They might have something. I can't remember now. Cool. I will miss Kolvik. Melvin, you've had a part of your story written for you already. Where does Melvin go on to? What, is, what does Melvin go on to try to achieve? Well... I think the first thing is that we need a good long rest. I think we go back to Andin, see what Aegis is up to. I think we probably have some rewards waiting for us and probably afford to take a good luxurious rest. And then after that, well, I think I'm going to get kind of restless. We definitely learned a lot on our travels over the past two years. And uh, we know that there's a lot more to learn out there. Are we wealthy? At this point, yeah. Yeah, we got to be pretty wealthy. I don't know how, but I don't know. What What do we even... We had that portable hole. I don't even know what's all in there. Probably a bunch of dragon parts, if I remember right. Dragon parts, a bunch of platinum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have a bunch of money. Well, you guys spent a fair chunk of that, but you don't have much trouble coming by money after this. And I mean, you guys are sort of favored of Exude at this point and lots of other things. Like, you guys, you guys are fine. Um... I guess the other thing would be we can always, uh, do we still have the hotline to Exude? We can always ask her, hey, now what? And Exude goes on to say, cut, that's the end and roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I've got a, an amazing adventure in store for all of you. And the music, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> she appears with flames behind her. <laughs> Melvin, it's your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I need a beer can and a banana peel. (laughs) Episode 115. The End was released on December 15th, 2019. So, that was it, friends of VGAT. That was our first campaign. We played our little hearts out for your entertainment, and we hope you all enjoyed the ride. It's been a pretty amazing journey, and we've learned a ton along the way. We've learned so much, in fact, that we'll be picking up the new campaign straight away. We're so excited to show you just how much better we can be. I mean, not that we weren't pretty funny here and there, but... I think we can do even better. There won't even be a break in between. 
So we owe an enormous debt to a lot of people. So I'd like to lay down a few thank you notes here at the end of it all. To start with, the folks who donated through Patreon and Ko-fi, as well as the delightful gift of song. Thank you, Aaron, Axolotl, Bay Area Beer Socials, Brian, Bryant, Chad, Damascus, Devon, Eloise, Emily, Jeremy, Jimothy, Jody, Gerg Murky, John, Justin, JB, Kathy, Nerdcant, Mr. Seistrup, DM Rob, Steve, Victor, Zach, and Zachary. Each and every one of you contributed directly to the creation and continuance of this podcast, and we are all super, super, super grateful. If this were a movie, you would all get at least a producer credit. I would also like to extend my personal thanks to Don, Kevin, and Miat for their words of encouragement to me along the way. It truly meant a ton. Our gratitude also goes out to Christopher Spence, Luca, Megaten, Schaefer Brown, and Minerva Fox for the artwork they created for the show. I also got some artwork from Eloise a long time ago that I still have saved. Thanks to all of you for making our world a lot more real with your art. I owe an immense debt to the significant others and families of our cast members for lending them to me for the hundreds of hours it took to record this whole journey. I also have an extra special thanks to Sam's a special person for all of the additional time spent making uh, somewhere north of five hours of original music and score for this little project. Pretty flipping amazing. Of course, my biggest thanks has to go directly to the three people who helped me realize this stupid little dream. Sam, Jerry, and Josh. Or as all of you know them, Colvick Darkseed, Melvin Hardmeat, and Roscoe Toscobble. 59 recording sessions over the course of more than two and a half years. You've slaved away over a hot mic and a character sheet for so long and you're foolish enough to commit to doing it again for the second campaign. I truly cannot thank you enough. Finally, I think I should also say a quick thanks to Chris Perkins and the original varying crew of Acquisitions Incorporated, as well as to the McElroy family as portrayed in The Adventure Zone. These were the two podcasts that really made me want to create this thing. And while we may not have come anywhere close to living up to the standard that they set, I hope we've at least somewhat paid forward a bit of the debt of inspiration and entertainment that I owe them. Well, friends, that, that about wraps it up. Thanks again to everyone. I really can't say that enough. Uh, we did pick up some new microphones, so the next campaign is going to sound even better, and I'm really excited about that. We spent a ton, we really, ah, God, we've spent a ton of time building our new world for the next campaign. Uh, and I can't tell you just how excited I am to share all of that with you. Thanks again for coming this far, and please come back next week when we will begin a whole new adventure on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! You guys have all seen cake farts, right? Yep. Yes, I've seen, fucking seen cake farts. I don't. I Why don't. do you want it? <laughs> Why do you want it to happen again? You've cake never seen farts, cake? cake farts. <laughs> no. Watch cake farts, Sam. You can't undo this once it's been done. Over here. Join us. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Can't remember. Is it audible? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I love this, the build-up. You know what I like the most? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't do this. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's letting her hair down. We have to. Here we go. <laughs> you have to keep watching, Sam. <clears throat> it's not done. <laughs> that sounds like it hurt. Oh. Ah! Wait, Sam, you have to watch it. I do! <laughs> She's pushing so hard. She's so disappointed. Join oh, us. That's it. <laughs> we all fart down here. Then doesn't she? No, it's just a different <coughs> avenue, I would say. I mean, I've seen some weird stuff. It's just a different avenue of weird stuff. You're like, oh, okay. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> How does she fight on command? That's pretty. She sucks on the kick. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Ugh.